Hey, this is Lucky from a grim podcast, A Perilous Adventure. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. True Time to talk about MCP. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to deliver a new episode of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavog. We're not the best Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavog, but we are the best of the rest. So, that said, I am your host, Tim. With me tonight is the gentleman in the chair that he is sitting in. It's Dan. Yep. And tonight we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. We got a new kind of a plethora of models last week that we are in the process of assembling or painting. Some of us are in the process of assembling and painting. We got to try out the new Unstoppable Colossus yeah. Ultimate Encounter last week or, or Crisis Threat last week on or this past week. Like right now, like this week, like just a couple days just ago. a few days ago. On Oh Yeah, The Power Phase on Twitch.tv slash Professional Casual Network. And we got the Electric Card, which uh, ha has turned friend into foe and foe into double enemy, which, as we all know, is like two enemies, but uh, you put the two-sided tape on their backs. And then they can like watch each other's backs. Oh, like a double hawk. It's it's exactly like a double hawk. But that said, let's uh let's start out with the basics. Hobby dots. Oh, sorry. Different. No, that's basic. the basic. <laughs> that's the vanilla. Hobby stuff. Hobby stuff. Dan, what'd you do this week? You, uh, put, you put brush to butts? Yeah. Quite a few butts. Like yeah. nine of them or something. Cause all the new X-Men release I've still been working on. I got things tabletop ready for Monday, but most of them need a bit more work for to, to be up to my standard for myself. Fair. There's table standard and then there's bleach butthole standard, and you're not quite at the bleach butthole yet. No. Okay. Not That's there. fair. It takes time. Yeah. Otherwise, it could burn you. <laughs> uh, and then I also, so my, I have nine because I'm also working on the Trident miniatures x23 and honey badger oh that's fair uh but i'm also painting the amg ones from we do promotional images what worth them what sorry uh people listening to the podcast version uh we just had someone enter chat whose name is a beef dragon like um, a beef dragon not even just beef dragon or, or the beef dragon it's just one of the beef dragons um and so he was good. first in chat or they were first in chat and I, I i have to say that i appreciate you so much that is such an incredible name and i'm so happy that you're joining us tonight <laughs> yes um thank you for that what was i talking about i have no idea a beef dragon oh apparently. beef dragon <laughs> So out of all of uh, the dragons that contained beef that you painted this week, uh, was there any one that was particularly difficult to assemble or one that became kind of monotonous to paint? Oh, magic was very difficult to assemble. She was kind of a huge pain because uh, she's got the, you know, holding the sword up behind her back. So her arms are up over her head. Yeah. So she's got like her body, you know, is two pieces that go together like they always do front and back. And then her head. And she's got one arm. Her, I think it's her um, armored arm is holding the sword. That's on one piece. Okay. And then her other arm is a separate piece. But I think the hand, the other hand is on the hand, the handle of the sword. So like you have to fit the arm onto her shoulder and then into like a little tiny socket on her hand. And it, it, there's not like clear, there's no flanges for it to like 
be like locked into one spot. So like if you just tried to glue one arm on, it could like shift a little bit before it sets. And then if you try to put the other one on, it won't go right. So you have to do them both at the same time. And I don't have the smallest fingers. I'm not like a large person, but I don't have the tiniest fingers either. So right. it was trying to hold her in place. And then, of course, I glue my fingers to it. So I take, take my fingers away and then the piece comes with it because mm-hmm. it's stuck to my finger instead of the model. Um, it was not quite as bad as Okoye. That was my worst model to assemble yeah. uh, so far for them. I didn't have as much problems with Shuri, but the, the Okoye trying to fit the spear onto the arms had the same kind of issue. And I was just like, Grr! but Colossus was the easiest model to assemble since uh, normal Miss Marvel. Okay. So it was one piece. Oh, that's right as hell. So I I will say I do understand your struggle with um, Magic Sword. Not because I did it, but because I did put together 40 Termagons. And getting their hands to fit together on the gun that would also have their shoulder joints in a position to be able to attach to the torso and not look absolutely atrocious. That is one of the most frustrating things that absolutely 100% is part of the reason that I will never assemble models again. Uh, Fair. Those kind of things are the worst. If you talk to anybody that plays Star Wars Legion and you even mention B1 battle droids, they will lose their minds because assembling them is terrible. It is super frustrating. Um, but the rest of the ring, the, everything else that came out uh, in the X-Men wave was a breeze. Um, after, yeah, other than magic, Colossus was five pieces total, including the giant. Including the giant hand? Yeah, that was one piece with his hand molded onto it. Wow. Um, he was really easy. It was, that was a nice break. That's after. awesome, actually. Um so <laughs> kicked out of the hood. It is great to see you. I was actually about to 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 talk about you a little bit um, in one of the Facebook groups. I forget who it is. I intended to write down the name because I really wanted to shout him out. I think it was Michael something had posted a picture a couple weeks ago of a Modoc that was painted up to look like a juggalo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked incredible. I will absolutely look up his name and, and mention it next week and put it in the show notes. But um I am very much at the cusp of do I buy another juggernaut to paint, have painted like a juggalo? Um, (laughs) I think it'll be worth it, but there's not an unmasked version in the, in the box. Correct. No, that'll make it difficult. I feel like, but we'll, we'll see We'll we'll get there. I think maybe we could put a crossbones head on it because crossbones is already kind of juggalo painted up face wise. If you assume it's not a mask, but but we'll see. Um, character I'm most excited to to play out of this new recent uh, drop is Magic. Yeah, I, I re-looked at her card again today, and um, I, I'm super stoked for it. Uh, variable teleporting, the tactics card to potentially uh, teleport enemies. Yeah, and give them incinerate is awesome. Her spender automatically applying bleed and incinerate. Um, yeah, her spender is nice where you count skulls just like Dormammu in her role and the opponent's yes. defense role as successes. Like, yep. that's cool. She looks like a solid three. She does. I was a little disappointed that neither of us fit her into the first attempt at Ultimate Colossus or Unstoppable Colossus, but we have plenty of time. You're going to was... play Magic every other week going forward anyway. Yeah. Pretty much, if I can't play Hulkbuster, I'm going to play Magic. If I can play Hulkbuster, I'll also probably play Magic. So, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Chuck. <laughs> I did hit record. Um, but 
I, I am I am really excited. I have um I have convinced Big Chuck to to do some things that I'm very excited about with these models. Uh Fear Itself Juggernaut. Mm. Um and then uh Phoenix Force Colossus and that sounds awesome. Magic, which I'm super stoked about, which is what my Cyclops has done as is uh, his post AVX, um, you know, Cyclops Guevara uh, version with his X face or whatever. Yeah, that looks really good too. So, um, but yeah, so as far as news for this week, we got kind of a, a hint at something that's going to be coming down the pipe. But the big reveal today, Tuesday. Wednesday, Monday. Today's Thursday. Right? When did Electra come out? I think it was Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday, too. Uh, we got the Electra card. Yes. So let's go over that. A um, lot of feelings about this particular card. There's things that I'm happy about. There's things that uh, I'm willing to overlook. <laughs> and I, I think the my willingness to overlook it are probably the things that other people are not willing to overlook mm. because I'm so excited about her being a fourth threat. That was the first thing I looked at when I said, I was like, okay, she is a fourth threat that she's going to be awesome. Then I, I, I think she's, she's good. I'm, I'm going to try to reserve as much judgment as possible till we see her on the table, especially yes. with hand ninjas. It's easy to forget them. I am very underwhelmed with her as a four. So, but so yeah. I'm not, I don't mind Electra herself being a four, right? I'm underwhelmed with what she has on her card for a four. I feel like she's missing something. Uh, so I'll get into a very easy tweak that I think could could maybe change some minds. But let's get into it. So Electra or Le Electra Nachos. Um, she is six stamina, medium movement, size two, threat four, three, oh. three, three. Medium movement already. I'm upset. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I, I definitely assumed she was going to be a long movement, but she's not. She's she's threes across the board for defenses, which surprising is a little low. I definitely thought she'd have four physical defense. I... She's a ninja. She is a ninja. I do feel that a four um, physical defense would have been appropriate. Or even four mystic defense, because she, I feel like she'd be good against, you know, good psychic defenses, yes. natural psychic defenses. I don't know. The fact that she's a four threat and already she's threes across the board, like she should have something bumped up there. I, I could have seen four, three, three. I could have seen four, two, four. Yeah. Um, even three, yeah. three, four would have potentially made sense too, but her n not builder, her standard attack, her free attack, her free attack is a mystic attack called ancient throwing blades, which is range three strength five with pierce and bleed on a wild. It also has the additional effect of after this attack is resolved, if there is not an allied hand ninjas character in play, place it within range one of this character, which I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. Same as Daredevils, though. With an activated token, it is part of your squad. I do think since this was a range attack that it, it should have been coming in within range one of the target, the target yeah. which is what I was kind of expecting. But I kind of agree. It is what it is. I think this is probably the best part of her card. This is a good free attack. This is a this is a solid free attack. Probably the best free attack. I will state right now, I think that it is the best free attack. Because nearly anything else that costs nothing would be considered a builder. It is right. the best non-builder free attack. Right, because it's not. A, it doesn't gain power. It can not by not just one for doing it. Not power per damage dealt. It's not a builder. It just does not cost power. Correct. But it's range three. I like that it's range three. Like we were, we were talking a little bit before. It's adamantium slash from Wolverine or X twenty three, but at range three. 
and it's mystic, which is weird and cool, I guess. Uh, it's nice to vary, you know, having some variation in your squad. Yeah. Uh, because we're, I'm assuming, she, I think it's fair to assume she'll be criminal syndicate, probably cabal, mm-hmm. maybe defenders. I don't know. Well, she'll probably be in um, maybe a force. She'll be in. Oh, yeah. So I, it's, I guess it's not a new. Oh, maybe Midnight Suns. I don't know. Could be Midnight Suns. But I mean, in Cabal, I, I think she's probably going to have a lot of play. Yeah. Well, but, after we go through the card, we'll talk about that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, her, her, good attack. Her spender, which is a little expensive, is called Impale. Range one, strength eight, five power to pull off. Without a builder. Without a builder. Uh, if an allied hand ninja character is within range two of the target, though, you can add two to the dice roll. Sweet. Strength 10? Strength 10. Okay, now we're getting somewhere, but it's only range one. It is only range one. That's an inch. But the defending character does not add... Listen, you give them an inch, they think they're a ruler. It's a third of range two. That is that is fair. <laughs> but the defending character does not add critical results and its defense roll to its total successes and Ooh. cannot add additional dice to its defense roll as a result of critical results. So I love that. Yeah, that's super powerful. Like, real nice. And after the attack is resolved, this character may advance medium. I do like that it's a may. Get in, get out. That'll get you past range three. Yeah. So you, that your stealth is, in fact, activated. Once you get past the five power in range one, it's a fantastic spender. Yeah. I mean, it's you point at somebody and they are dazed or KO'd. Correct. Taking them out. Yep. Uh, it's an assassin strike, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Her first superpower, a reactive, is called Assassin Step. Costs two power. When this character damages an enemy character with an attack, after the attack is resolved, it may use this superpower. Place this character within range one of the damaged character. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Makes a lot of sense. You throw the Psy. You get some little pierce, little bleed. You drop a hand ninja on yourself. Then you spend power to get over there to follow up with an impale because obviously you've gained probably one power from uh your free attack face so yeah (laughs) but i but i like that it's there what i wanted for her was to be chucking size and teleporting to people and following up with awesome attacks and that's exactly what we've built so far i like the superpower a lot I think it's super cool. I love that it specifies within one. So then she's definitely in range for impale. But she doesn't have a builder. This this could have cost one power, though. I think it's a little. Especially <clears throat> since it's built into a lot of other characters attacks. Yeah, I mean, she she has to damage an enemy character with an attack. So obviously you're doing that. It's either already at, if you're already at range one, you're not you're spending this right power, probably. But if you're doing this after ancient throwing blades, then it could be a sizable movement if you're at the extreme range three. Yeah. And then you could always go like on the other side of your target and everything. So that is a, it could be a huge amount of movement. So she's got a lot of movement here. Correct. Like I'm disappointed. She's only move short or medium. Yeah. She's not move long, but she has extra movement here, but it's expensive. It is expensive because she is, she already super power hungry. Correct. You're talking to do assassins. So if you want to set up an impale and you're far away and you need extra power or something, you can do ancient throwing blades to do assassin step to get into range. But now your impale costs seven. Yes. And if you have to set it up to hand ninjas are within two of the target, mm-hmm. which they're not going to be likely if you just dropped them within. No, oh, they no. could be. Yeah, yeah, you could drop okay. it within in between you and the target. Yeah, then they'll definitely be within range too. Yep. Um, to make it 10 dice, I'm 
I mean, it's a little more difficult to pull off Iron Fist type assassination attempt. Right. But when it works, it'll be awesome. It will. Uh, so she also has martial prowess to keep her alive. And she's actually, she's decent on the stamina spectrum. She's not the best four as far as stamina goes. A little goes. below average. 11. But six on the healthy side, I think, is a, is a big part of that. That's yeah. nice, but she's only five on the injured side. So yeah, this is her only defensive tech at all, though. And it's martial prowess right. is good, but you have to be within two. And it's is it any kind of attack, right? There's no... any Any type of attack. Okay, so that's nice. So uh, so what Martial Prowess does, we've seen it on Gamora, and I think uh, Coiled Serpent, effectively, is the same thing on Viper. Yeah. Uh, costs two power. When this character is targeted by an attack within range two, it may use the superpower. Instead of rolling dice equal to its defense, it rolls five defense dice. Then, if the character suffered no damage from the attack, after the attack is resolved, the attacker suffers two. So this will come into play uh, with her next innate. This is, is, like I said, we've seen this before, but a cool counterattack and a buff to your defense to make sure the damage doesn't go through and none, and if none goes through, uh, pretty awesome when you deal yeah. damage back. I love martial prowess. It saved my ass so many times oh, for sure. with different characters and doing a little, just having extra dice is huge. Correct. And then doing some damage back, but it costs two. It and does. again, she doesn't have a builder. It does cost two, but... Her out for blood innate, this is the way that she kind of gains power. When this character deals damage to an enemy character with an attack or superpower, after the attack or superpower is resolved, this character gains one. So if you're using martial prowess on a regular basis and dealing damage back, you're getting half of the cost refunded, which is awesome. Fair. Yes, that's nice. So yes, yeah, I was kind of just playing it up. She doesn't have a builder, but every attack, anytime she does damage, she gains one power. Yes. It's still, she still seems super power hungry with that because like say turn one she gets a power in the power phase she moves she throws her throwing stars throwing size mm -hmm. she has two power i you think know she like she can't gain more than three power in a turn unless she's taking hits and she, she she has some stamina but she doesn't really have the defenses to back that up well with martial prowess you do potentially i'm saying so she becomes kind of uh, a psychology piece right so you know that if you attack her and she has two power on her, she's going to probably be using martial prowess. She could be potentially doing damage back mm -hmm. and getting more power on top of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot there. I think uh, she also has stealth just as her last innate before we kind of move on. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like her. I think she's going to have incredible play with Red Skull's Cabal. Yes. This, yeah. She wants to be any affiliation that gives her power. Yeah. She will be perfectly fine in. Mm -hmm. I, I like in a vacuum, looking at her card by itself without starting to put in affiliations, I think she is lackluster for a four because she's so power starved. Yeah. But once she starts having any way to get extra power, like Dark Dimension, mm -hmm. just gaining more in the power phase, then she will start to shine and actually be able to do those things because she's got a lot of things that cause power on here. She does, but she has a lot of ways to generate it. So the, I think the thing that is a little overlooked, and this isn't the biggest thing in the world, but when you do have that power to pull that impale off, um, you're gaining power from that too. You're gaining power from nearly anything that you do. Yeah. Um, which I, I really appreciate. I'm sure we're going to get some awesome tactics cards too. I hope so. Allow yeah. her to do some some even cooler stuff. I just wish she had like a oh who uh like um X23. She has like like assassin stuff where she gets to reroll. Even if she just had a reroll and attack, yeah, some, something to make it more likely for her to do damage, or like make her 
free attack a strength six because it doesn't have power per damage dealt or something. Correct. Just something I feel like she's just missing a little something to make it more likely for her to gain power. Because yes, it's a, her her free attack is a range three strength five mystic attack with Pierce. That Pierce ninjas on the can floor. be huge. I mean, the ninjas don't help her directly here, but like she has to do right. damage to get power, right? Yes. So I mean, a strength be a, five attack isn't guaranteed to do damage. It's not. Absolutely, you're you're correct. But as as far as what you're going to be doing with it, I mean, it has a pretty good chance to do damage, especially like yours. And it's dropping ninjas. It's it's two attacks. You know what I mean? So then, after you you throw your ancient blades. You're dropping some hand ninjas on the floor, which mm -hmm. are then going to most likely be within range to use ninja weapons, potentially get another bleed if you didn't do it the first time. They can move stuff around. That they'll turn you drop them because they start with an activation token. So, when this character is placed onto the battlefield as a result of a coordinated strike, oh, or right. blade special, I forgot roll, about that one. Immediately make an attack. Good call. Yep. So, they can make an attack right away. So, she gets an extra little something out of it, which certainly helps, but she's not doing damage there if the hand ninjas. That's true. Do damage with their attack. But so let's assume turn one, you're moving up and maybe attacking if you're lucky. Right. Um, getting a power. So now you have two. Turn two, you are attacking, getting a power, potentially teleporting there, and then either attacking again. Here's the thing. She's an assassin, right? Mm. An assassin isn't a constant bludgeoning damage dealer that's in every round of combat. Mm. Electra true to herself in the comics, is probably going to be skirting around battlefield edges, getting some ancient throwing blades off, dropping some ninjas off, maybe picking up a thing here, maybe picking up four hammers. You don't know. But <laughs> yes, hammers will help. But Impale is really meant to be set up. She is an assassin set up character. Yes. So you are doing a couple things here or there, building up some power and then popping off when you have that power. And I think that's super thematic. I do like that about yeah. her a lot. I was joking in the Discord saying, like, the one time a game you get Impale off, it's going to be awesome. I, or better be. And, like, realistically, I could see her doing this once, maybe twice a game after she gets injured and has some power from taking damage. Maybe. And I then, mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a potential 10 dice attack where they're yeah. not getting crits or extra dice off Yeah, of I, No, I think uh, Impale is certainly going to be fantastic. That, and it'll be character-ending. Yeah. It's just that five power is a lot for her to build up. It like, is. But like you said, it's a, it's a thing you have to set up because she's an assassin. I think it fits her character really well. I just wish she had something a little, just a little something more to help make her power generation a little more consistent. I don't think even adding one power after the attack is resolved to ancient throwing blades would have been the worst thing in the world. I, I don't understand why it's not there. Right. Even with her out for blood. Mm-hmm. Sure, so she gets two power from it. Cool. Yeah. If it does damage. Right. Yeah. So she gets so if they had that, she just gets a power for do it after the attack is resolved. And then if she did damage, she gets an extra tap power from out for blood. Yeah. I I don't see a problem with that. But I also haven't playtested the character. Obviously. So I will say my assumption is that in playtesting, if that was the case, and she was gaining power from that and out for blood and for cabal, she was going to be getting impale off way too regularly probably yeah because with the power phase that's one attack effectively ending with four power that's a lot yeah it could be i could i i like i said i i'm trying to reserve judgment until i've used or at least seen her in play just at face value impale seems awesome but very difficult to use m more than once a game like you'll yeah. definitely be able to do it 
once a game as long as she doesn't just get capped before she had activates. I mean, she, well, she shouldn't really. So, like, assuming round one, you're not really probably doing much with her, right? Because we all know what round one is like and there's not a lot going on. So she's going into round two with two power, which is enough for martial prowess, potentially doing some damage back, potentially getting more from it. I, I think you're probably going to be getting impale off every other round at minimum. And there's certainly potential, especially when damage is coming back in, that mm -hmm. you're going to be getting off significantly more often. My, and I think that she's going to be a character where you're like, I don't want to attack her. I don't want to give her I power. I don't want to give her power. Yeah, totally fair. My only thing is that at a four, I don't want to have a four threat that's hanging back and waiting to attack a couple times a game. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, I It's just not my play style. I want to get up in there and, and do damage right away. but she you know kind of like viper she just can't do that she needs to bide her time wargaming dead also uh made a, a solid point of her in dark dimension yes having a guaranteed two power plus any damage done every round is yeah for sure real nice um and i think if she had regular power generation off of the ancient throwing blades she would absolutely be a problem because she's going to be getting that off, getting a bunch of power, teleporting in, impaling, and then getting the free movement to move out. If someone does get within stealth range, then yep. they're attacking her. She's Marshall's promising back. She would have been Bit way too good, I think. Um, so I'm curious if in their playtesting they found that just increasing the cost of impale a little bit to make up for that didn't work or what, what it was. Um, I will say that I'm not super anti this version of i think i think again they they nailed it thematically yes i think they really represented the character well mm -hmm. at first glance she's not my favorite but i will certainly give her a try and i'll hopefully i'll be yeah surprised i i so depending on different games you play i've played a lot of different online miniatures games and she would be described as either um Oh, nuts. The The word has left my brain. Oh, that happens to me all the time. Ah, uh, my words leave your brain. Cream cheese. I don't think that's the word you're looking for. I don't think it is either. But effectively, the type of unit that's niche, a specialist. I'm sorry, is a specialist. <laughs> Cream cheese. Is, uh, is, is the word I was looking for. Uh, oh, absolutely. An old crab rangoon of, uh, of unit type. She's not a striker. Uh, she's not a, a bruiser or defender or tank or uh you know a support mm. uh but a specialist someone that has a, a very niche i do this and i do it very well and it's normally assassin -y type right so which makes a lot of sense um especially dropping the hand ninjas i think that's something that is just so cool on a basic free attack there's a lot going on ancient throwing blades is stacked yeah there's a yeah for that being the attack she's going to be doing most of the time it's it's great yeah. it's really good um, just to to note as well on her injured side, uh, she does lose a stamina, uh, but I believe I for the so. most part, everything else stays the exact same. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I would say I'm a little underwhelmed only because she doesn't do what I want her to do, but I think she does what she should do. Does what did sense? you want? Did you just want a like a female iron fist that did bleed? Again, I don't really know. I'm not sure what I wanted. It was just reading it over the first time. I was like, oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, she doesn't have a builder. What? I, but I, as we talk about it a bit, there's obviously there's other ways to gain power than a, yeah. than a builder because those aren't always reliable anyway. Yeah, correct. But like trying her to we don't know what affiliation she's part of yet. Like I said, I'm we can assume criminal syndicate pretty 
yeah. easily, I think. Yep. Cabal almost certainly, I think. And then there's a couple others that she might fit in. I just don't know enough about the character. Midnight Suns, um, Defenders, maybe, A-Force, maybe. Maybe A-Force, yeah. Um, and, and I think she fits in all of those, too. And even out of affiliation, I, I think it's pretty safe to assume that she will not be in Inhumans. But I think Inhumans is a great spot for her. Yeah, and any, any affiliation that gets her power, yeah. even Steve's Avengers to make her superpower is a little, you know, only one instead of two. So I think huge. that's so. And I always lean on that, right? Like whenever we see a new character, it's like, oh, she'd be great in Steve Rogers' Avengers. Well, he's her got superpowers are one of the best leadership affiliations Correct. still. But Marshall Prowess at one power. Yes. And if it deals damage back, you, you just get, get it back. Power, it's free. free. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But I like the idea of things that just give her power um like she wants to do damage to she needs to do damage to get power anyway so putting red skulls cabal makes a lot of sense yeah and she's red so she fits in or she wears red i mean yes <laughs> uh she could join red skull at the red ball even some people might say yeah for sure i'm sure she's a really good dancer <laughs> i mean <laughs> some balls are held for charity and some for fancy dress but overnight are the balls that i like held best what ah i messed it up oh I also really like her in A-Force. If she is holding back, she's not taking direct damage, but when others get hurt, she's getting that powered up yeah. to like come in and kind of be like get revenge. Oh, you hit She-Hulk a couple times for whatever reason, and I'm going to stab you in the spleen and you're going to die. Um, one thing I really like <laughs> her in is uh, Shadowlands Criminal Syndicate. I already forgot what his does. Can you remind uh, me? Yes, if the target is holding a objective. Oh, yeah you can uh, re-roll one of your dice and you can even re-roll a skull if they are holding. Them. Okay, so she likes Daredevil's thing there for even more offense. Right. Like X-Force for just re-rolling enough uh, attack die is yeah. good. Mm -hmm. So she she fits well in a lot of affiliation. But range three, uh, five strength mystic with a re-roll and pierce. I mean, you need that wild on that attack. More for pierce than bleed, I think, because yeah. pierce can be really powerful oh i only got one success no you did it correct yeah <laughs> i i i think once again she's not a piece you're just gonna throw in um like a like a viper or a, a bullseye something like that um she is some, certainly something you're building around a little bit because she's a little, a little bit. bit more expensive but she's like a ronin you know what i mean where she has very clear things she was supposed to do mm. but she doesn't fit into every list absolutely um but what what she does is probably going to be real nice i am excited to try out shadowlands uh is it his leadership ability is called shadowlands or i think so i can't remember now um i'm excited to see her in shadowland daredevil criminal syndicate and just build that over the top glass cannon yeah i hit you so hard you're well, not gonna not be able to hit really me back. glass cannon with... i mean you could build it that way yeah yep um but just i i because yeah, shadowlands daredevil is actually fairly beefy yeah, he's a big boy. He doesn't have as much rerolls and stuff as as regular old DD. But listen, he'll get there. But he's got like seven and six health, or six and seven health out of four. Like so, he can yeah. take hits. He's got better defenses than Electra here. Mm -hmm. He's like four three three, and then when he flips, he's three three four. I think. Yes. Yep. I was looking at it earlier. It's the only reason why I remember because <laughs> I was comparing them. Because I was like, why do? What is it about Electra? That I feel like she's lacking, and I think a little bit is defenses. Yeah. And I think her card might lean on Marshall Prowess a little too much for only being 3-3-3. Yes. I just, 
Uh, the the martial prowess, if if that wasn't there, <laughs> it would be. A, I'd have very very different opinions. Yeah, that I that just, was very needed. Why is she not four three three? She's a ninja. She should have higher physical defense. That's what martial prowess is there for. Because it almost feels like, to me at least, martial prowess feels almost like a waste when you have four in something and you're paying two to add one more die. Yeah. Especially on one of the more common But defenses. then you use it when she gets hit with something other than physical. I get that. I'm just saying. Dodge out of the way the laser beam instead of just getting hit by it. And then punch them back. No, you open your mouth and then you eat it. And that's what makes yeah. you bigger. Like... You know, any kid show that I've ever seen where they fight something that's absorbing something, they're like, oh, just shoot it and absorb too much. And then his belly gets full and dies. <laughs> so I will say I initially underwhelmed. I'm more excited to try her out now after discussing it a bit because yeah. it always helps to, to hear different ideas and, and viewpoints on it. And I like discussing this. So I feel a little bit better about her. Uh, I'm just excited to try that box and throw hand ninjas on the table and everything. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I'm pretty sure we're not getting it till the end of April. Yeah. In the U.S., sadly, uh, that and the uh, doctor or doctor, I almost said Doctor Strange Junior, Nick Fury Junior. Yeah, <laughs> very different. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> and then we don't know anything after that. We haven't seen any previews of models after those two boxes. Yeah, uh, the Quinjet, I guess, but you know, playable models. Right. So, what do we <laughs> think the next? big chunk is we just got a bunch of x-men we got some shadowland stuff are we going to be getting more heroes turned villains are we going to be getting fantastic four finally uh fantastic four potentially uh the only thing ice man the only thing i'd want less than the fantastic four the eternals <laughs> except gilgamesh oh man i love gilgamesh or the pixie girl was super cool too i actually really liked her was it just Pixie? Sprite? Sprite, yes. Is that her name? Yes. And this and the uh the mind control guy. Actually, I liked a lot of the characters. The characters weren't bad at all. It. I'd love to see um Black Knight. Yes. I like Black Knight in general. I want to see Black Knight boxed with um uh Radio Jack of Hearts. Oh, Jack of Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of English knight dudes. Why not? Yeah. I mean, Black Knight. I feel like we already have a couple characters just like that. We already have some sword boys. Yeah. Uh, we have like. How many sword boys outside Baron Zemo? Well, Valkyrie. She's not a sword boy. Yeah. She can throw stuff. Valkyrie? Yeah. That's yeah. why Valkyrie is awesome. She got she got throws and she's got charges. Hella has a sword. I guess there's not that many. Killmonger. It's a spear. He's a sword boy. No, he's not. He's got a sword in one hand. Listen, you can't. <laughs> that's like going into Super Smash Brothers and being like, oh, yeah, we have all these Fire Emblem characters like Link and King DDD. No, what? they're that's different. They're different weapons. The thing I'm yes, saying. it is. You're saying Killmonger's a sword boy. Killmonger's Blade. not a sword boy. Blade, I would allow to be called a sword boy. <laughs> Moon Knight, however, I would not. I almost said Moon Knight just to make you mad. But that would have no. made me upset or spaghettis. That would have. I mean, Drax is basically a sword boy. He just has little little short swords that are daggers instead i would <laughs> i would probably be okay calling drax a sword boy i'd probably be okay calling nebula a sword boy i was mostly thinking of people that do bleed with a weapon yeah black panther a sword boy he does bleed with weapons no, he doesn't saber tooth or as felix my son says clobs clobs <laughs> It's so hard not to laugh at him every time because he has this lobster thing that is like you squeeze the, the end of it and his claws go together. And he's yeah. like, I pick your stuff up with my clobs. Clobster. I like it. 
It's so funny. Clubs. No, I actually, I, I th- I'm sure they do something with Black Knight. I just don't know enough about his character, what else he can do. Black Knight? I think that'd be cool. He has an ebony blade and doesn't afraid of anything. Me? It's pretty cool. I, I want to see more X-Men because X-Men are my favorite thing. Yeah, where's Nightcrawler, bro? Yeah, right? Obvious choice. I, I re- there are a lot of characters I'm surprised we haven't got that, that I, like we've gotten these characters before these obvious ones like Nightcrawler. Blizzard. I do like Blizzard. I'm on Whirlwind. Is that his name? Yeah, Whirlwind. The green guy. The guy that has like a green Juggernaut helmet, Isn't and he's got Riptide? blades. He's like a hurricane bottom. Yeah, guy? I think it's Riptide. No, Riptide was in the Marauders with oh, Gambit. They had like the same thing. Gotcha. Spinning like through uh, throwing stars okay. so fast that it stuck into Colossus, and he was like, "I don't like that." And that does sound like something Colossus would say. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look at Whirlwind. If I can spell right, Wind Marvel. I know we've talked about this before, but like just a little mini like uh, New Mutants run. Get some like Cannonballs and Danny Moonstar. Now that we have Magic, a new affiliate. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought he looked like. But yeah, then usually his bottom half is like a swirly wind. Yeah. I would love New Mutants. Absolutely. Yeah. Gladiator. Oh, my God. Love gladiators so much. I I assume we will get this at some point, but uh, I want it now. Uh, a brood ultimate encounter. Yes, organized play kit the similar to so the cool. um, similar to the maximum carnage one. Sure, it has like a bunch of different brood and like stuff brew. Around. No, not him. He's stupid. I know you hate brew. He's just so dumb. <laughs> it's kind of dumb, but I like it. Like that 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 season or series of X-Men, they were just like, hey, what if we took X-Men villains and made them emo boys? That was a thing for like 10 years. They had like Apocalypse Kid. And they Literally had... Kid Apocalypse, Kid Gladiator. Yeah. Brew. Probably others I can't remember, but definitely those three stick out. Yeah. It annoyed me. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't mind the idea of these legacy characters that things get like passed on to, like Hawkeye to Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah, that uh, I do like. Captain I America. Love Young Avengers. Sam Wilson. I hate Brew. <laughs> <laughs> he's a brood. He's, he's a mutant brood, right? So he doesn't have the the weird like praying mantis spikes. He's yeah. got arms and legs like a person. And he wears little glasses. <laughs> Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, but realistically, after I mean, who the way they come out with things for this game, like I have no idea what could be coming next. Yeah, because it'll be something I did not think of. I would like more Spider-Man rogues because I love his rogues gallery. Yeah, we've got a lot already, but I want more. Yeah, but like, there's a lot. There's who a knows? Really cool stuff there still too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like shocker. I would love to give my opponents the shocker on a regular basis. A, yeah. That would be having him and Bullseye in the on the magic on the table, like you'd be good to go yeah. for quite a long time. Uh-huh. I'd just run those three in Dark Dimension. Like I'd say, <laughs> Dormami, Melker, Shocker, Bullseye. And uh and you just really like magic. And I just really like magic. I think she's cool. Uh yeah, I, I do want Fantastic Four at some point. I feel like that's a corner of the Marvel universe they're missing now that X-Men have been represented pretty well. Yeah. I Fantastic Four has been always so aggressively boring to me. But yeah. then again, so was Avengers until the MCU made them fucking awesome yeah so if 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 marvel has the rights back and they do this if they give the fantastic four the same treatment that the avengers got which made them interesting um yeah i'm probably down but we did play a pretty interesting game on monday we did with current models not things that we're speculating about things that are actually out and available correct so we played (laughs) the uh avatar of citarac 
The Unstoppable Colossus. The Unstoppable Colossus, which we messed up right from there, from the beginning. Did we get confirmation on that? Do we? Know? No, but I think we're. I think you're right that I, we I should use the right. Colossus model, not the Juggernaut model. Yeah, because uh, we realized at the end it has Colossus's alter ego, Peter Rasputin, mm-hmm. and it's, he's size three in the ultimate encounter, whereas Juggernaut is size four. So pretty sure we're supposed to use the Colossus model for that. We did an oopsie there. But so we we tried it out. We talked a little bit last week uh, or a couple weeks ago about this ultimate encounter. Uh, we didn't have all the information at that time, but we do now. No, that we had the rule book don't because the box comes with one rule book and then eight sets of stuff. So all the difficulty levels and stuff like that were in the that that book, um, and they were a little bit different than we were expecting. This the same standard. Um, Narrative, normal, hard, super hard, or intense, or something like that. Yeah, um, unstoppable was probably the last difficulty level. Yeah, double <laughs> vibration or whatever. So you got. We ended up playing on normal, so we got two tactics cards each, um, and we found out how you choose priority. There was randomizer tokens, and you shuffle them up and you put them on the board. And as Juggernaut uh, starts play, you flip one over, and that's the um, Cerebro Tower that he's going towards. Rawr. And once he Clock. smashes that, uh, you flip over the next one. We got pretty unlucky in our setup where he was effectively going in a circle around the board, not going through any of the beams that we had set up. But overall, what did you think of this style of ultimate encounter where the enemy plays themselves? I loved it. I love the concept of it. I I was a little frustrated that we kind of messed up playing it. Yeah. pretty badly i mean that tracks for us yeah that was the first time we're not gonna get everything right who does right but i love the concept of this one i thought it was really cool you could potentially play it with three players if you wanted someone to control the colossus and always roll for them everything else is pretty well decided already yeah but you if you wanted to include somebody else but i like that it's an ultimate encounter that you can do with just two people yes and i i like how easy it was to run the ult- unstoppable colossus running around without us really thinking about there was a couple times it was like well like who should he attack here probably this person because they have the lower defense and he'll be able to do more damage to them kind of thing because even because we were really trying to play to the spirit of the game that you do yeah. what's worse for the players with the ultimate threat but i really liked it and i, I did really like that when we were faced with those decisions we pretty much knew well this would this this would be the worst for us so this is obviously the yeah the, the way to go this would be pretty bad but honestly, uh, very legitimately, I thought having to make those determinations were going to come up a lot more often, and they didn't. So when the Unstoppable Colossus is above a certain momentum level, his basic punch, which is the thing that you will most likely be doing on his rampage, is uh, area two. Yeah. So you don't Ooh. make that decision on who he's going to attack. We got really lucky that I was rolling crap. Yeah. Two hits on eight dice like three times in a row. And <laughs> yeah, uh, we got incredibly lucky. I don't actually want to hurt Mystique. Oh, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Mystique was a tank, just an absolute brick house of not taking damage from a rampaging Colossus knot. Yeah, right. We, yeah, when you see an eighth strength attack that he just does because he rolled a hit, yeah, is like, okay, well, oh, it's A2 now. Okay, he's just going to clear the field. Oh, he didn't do that. Okay, great. <laughs> um, but I think I think we learned a lot. We brought two teams of effectively the new models because we wanted to play almost had, exclusively. Yeah, I, I had a uh, Freedom Force team led by Mystique with Sabretooth, Gambit, Rogue, and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And you had I had a X Men Blue with Cyclops, and then Wolverine, and then Wolverine, 
and Little Wolverine. That's right. I said X-23 and Honey Badger, and then Colossus, and that was it. Yeah. So I had Cyclops, Wolverine, X-23, Honey Badger, Colossus. So overall, one of the things that we learned, I think ranged is actually very important for this encounter. Yes. Because uh, one of our, one of the problems, not problems, but kind of one of the effects or... Uh, I think it was scenarios, a problem. Scenarios that you're in is you, you spend a lot of time chasing Juggernaut around. Yeah, we had mostly people with the range three, range two attacks. Yeah. At least I did. I had, I had Cyclops is the only one that had more than that. Well, and even my really? ranged attacks were, were Gambit and um, Mystique at range three. And uh, Deadpool. But their ranged okay. attacks were four dice, and yeah. he always had at least four defense dice, sometimes as much as six yeah. or seven defense dice. So he's really hard to hurt. He is. Uh, but Honey Badger was awesome. Ankle Biter proved to be just as good as we thought it was going to be. Correct. Especially for the Unstoppable Colossus is, in fact, immune to all special conditions. Yeah, Any of them. You Which take your pick. You can't even give him judgment. So then when he takes the one damage and then full heals to full, he doesn't get any of the power that he can't use. <laughs> that he can't gain or, yeah, spend. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Merc with a Mouth was pretty unuseful. Yeah. In that particular scenario. But. Yeah, we needed more faster characters, people with wall crawler or fly. We had exactly one person with either of those on either between both squads. Correct. Was just rogue. Was yep. it? Um, having more faster characters would be good to keep up with co yeah. the Unstoppable Colossus to be able to attack him because we had to set up, uh, interact with these towers that were arranged in like a hexagon around the middle of the table mm -hmm. uh, and we had to turn on ones to, to face each other to make a beam go across between and then if Colossus went through that beam he would take not damage, but it was essentially working like damage. He would suffer momentum damage. And if we got him down to zero, he would essentially get like dazed kind of thing. We had to do that to him three times on uh, any time you did damage to him. Didn't matter how much damage you do, even if it's just one, he would also lose one momentum. So you could kind of you know, just, you know, beat away at him and eventually he would get tired. But it's and we very did, difficult. We did subdue him twice. Yes. We need to do it three times to win at the difficulty we were playing. And, and one thing I didn't think about while making that my particular team for that or my squad was that Mystique had the uh, expert saboteur where she could blow stuff up and do automatic damage. Actually, super useful. Stellar. Yeah. Um, so I think any instance of, of guaranteed damage, we, we've talked a lot about Bullseye being able to, the, to do the I, I never miss mm. being probably super incredible. Uh, against him but punisher and mystique too being able to do that i think would be solid uh and honey badger holy cow just awesome with ankle biter yeah especially you know what you knew which way he was going to move mm -hmm. the next turn because you knew which tower he was going to aim at honey badger just ran around behind him but she stabbed him and then she has one where she can make a move yes. after attacking and then she just ran around behind him kept stabbing him in the ankles so he had one less defense die which allowed us to get some more damage through worked really well so there's a number of characters that i think would actually have some really cool interactions with the unstoppable colossus uh, uh characters like baron zemo anyone with a charge and place afterwards yeah i think would be stellar because you do in fact know exactly which way he is going to be going after he rampages or, or during his rampage um and because he moves before the rampage happens and he's moving always at least short but on a on a rather large base so you can kind of no, for a fact, if I get on the other side of him, I'm almost completely safe. Yeah. 
So I, I think anything Nebula, for instance, anything where the you place yourself within range one after the attack is resolved to be able to put behind him so that, you know, he's not going to be too far away where you're going to be able to get there again. Mm. And you put yourself out of harm's way is going to be pretty good. <laughs> yes. If you can keep plinking damage on him because you get nine activations around. Yeah. Between the two squads. So you got a good chance to do a fair bit of damage if you can get it past his defenses. Correct. And then. Which are even across the board, too, so you can't even rely on, like, well, I have a bunch of energy. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's so, four, four, four. And I, I kind of like that, to that there's not a disadvantage to bring a bunch of physical. Yeah. But. But, yeah, that randomizer really gave us trouble where, at the especially at the end of the game, where he was just, like, going after the next closest one, then the next closest one. If it was, if it was spread out a bit and we had more time, for him to have to move places would have really yes. worked in our favor a lot better. Uh, but I would say overall, it was a really fun encounter. I liked it a lot. I think we're going to give it another try this coming Monday, right? Yes, we are. Do you know who you're going to be wanting to run for that? Uh, I had, I was thinking about trying to build another like X-Men type list, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sure yet. I want to try to do something different than what we just used and try to get more like flyers with range attacks. I think that's probably a good good call. Um, I, I had told I was on Lexa White's podcast, uh, The Morlocks, the other week and had talked about how one of the next the list that we made on that particular episode, I was going to try to run and it included Mr. Sinister. And I think I may try that uh-huh. or Cabal with Mr. Sinister specifically. Okay. Because um, I think Cabal, get, just getting that additional power generation um, and trying to get some some constant damage with Bullseye will be yes be the way to go. But um, I guess in addition to that, um, Big Chuck, did you have any um, thoughts or feelings on any of that? True believers, welcome to another episode of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? A Marvel Crisis Chronicle <laughs> blog. I, of course, am your host. Laryngitis. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Yeah. That was good. I'm here. Finally, I was at work. I, I really appreciate you making it here anyway, man. Yeah, you know. Oh, my Dan Cole? No, I show up whether I'm sick or not. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I have had to cancel for that in the past. That is true. <laughs> laryngitis, laryngitis. Who that, needs a voice on a talking audio platform? <laughs> that, so we'll just get you a megaphone. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just get a speaking spell. I... Yes. I never had one, but my cousin did, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I thought it was a video game at first, and it's very much not. No. But it, do you it make looked it say like farts all the time? No, you could do that. I don't know. I didn't have one. Oh, farts. Farts is the first thing he went to. That's how pure he is. He went farts. You know, yeah. you straight up words. go pee every time. Oh, you go yeah. peeing every time for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, um, vulva. Volva. So, uh, funny story about Volvas. Uh, way before I probably should have, I, I saw the movie Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, yeah. correct? Amy Poehler uh, had a character on that uh, that had Tourette's and at one point screams out of a convertible, a Volva, at uh, a car that passed by. Yeah. I thought she was yelling that the car next to them was a Volvo. And I got the words Volva and Volvo confused. Sure. Uh, thinking that Volkswagen made a car called the Volva. So, for the next 
probably six months because no one corrected me. Naturally. I Why would they? Regularly referred to uh, the Volkswagen Volvo as a Volkswagen Volvo. Right. And uh, I got a lot of weird looks from my friend's parents, yeah. which is something that I'm normally always terrified of their ire. Right. Uh, and uh, Here's the good news. Your friend's parents are usually pretty hot. Well-established on other shows. Oddly enough, the, the the friend's parent that you were talking about was one of the ones that looked at me weirdly for saying Volva. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Back together. Please. I think that's it for this week. Yeah, now probably. That, now that we're off on that uh, tangent. <laughs> when you go off a tangent that out of the way. Right. You know, we yes. But. Make sure to check out all the other super cool stuff here at the Professional Casual Network. The easiest place to figure out all that stuff out is professionalcasual.com or following us at facebook.com slash professionalcasual. One thing that we forgot to mention, if you wanted to pick up any of the models that we've talked about tonight or put in some pre-orders for some new models coming down the pipe, yes, the best place to get that pipe is beardedragongames.online, where you can use code PCME10 for 10% off of your order. You can get it shipped to you, get your Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff, get your Monster Fight Club terrain, get paints, get Warhammer, get Dungeons & Dragons, get Pathfinder 2nd Edition, board games, card games, whatever. Make our local game store your local game store. Help support our network and help support a small business. But lastly, make sure to check us out Monday, twitch.tv slash network. 7 p.m. where we have the power phase mm. where you will see Dan and I uh, hopefully play that ultimate encounter correctly this time. <laughs> Maybe a little luckier too. Maybe a little luckier too. I don't Maybe. want to be the guy that does this. Uh-huh. Not only should you watch this Monday, mm. but go ahead and give us a little, a little file ski over there. Yes. Mm. So you, so you know when we go live. Because potentially, March 14th, I may make a return. Ooh. Yeah. If I have the correct date, which I think I do. Subscribe and hit the the, the little bell icon still there to get notifications. Yeah. Yeah. And and do that here, too, on YouTube. Give us a, give us a little thumbs up and the follow. Right up in there. Right up in there. Yeah. It's been empty for a while. It's true. Find that poke button. But, as always, we are... The number one second-rate Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavog podcast we, that, that a beef dragon shows up to. Yeah. Oh, it. Um. So I was looking into that. Yeah. It's, it's not a beef dragon. Uh huh. It's his first initial. It's Alistair. It's or I'm sorry. It's Alabaster Beef Dragon. Alabaster Beef Dragon. Yes. Like I don't. More. I didn't. Th- yeah, I didn't think he was gonna get cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Alabaster beef dragon. Alabaster beef dragon. Not a beef dragon, but it's a beef right. dragon. But it, yeah, I like it. Not like a beef dragon. It's his first initial or their first initial. Yeah, Alabaster beef dragon. A lot of people don't know that, dude. So, <laughs> as we know, normally every Monday night we just want to talk about tangents real quick. Yeah, probably turn this podcast off if you have kids. But <laughs> oh no, every Monday night I always try to get home. Before yeah. 9 p.m. Sure. But my wife is still awake and I can give her the old alabaster beef dragon, you know? <laughs> That's accurate. Wow. So whether it's, a, whether it's you know, uh, a mommy and daddy move or whether it's an awesome wrestling move, I think the alabaster beef dragon, that shtick's going to be around for a while because oh, I yeah. love saying alabaster beef dragon. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, ABD. Yeah. ABD itself. But 
thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next week. Make sure to follow and subscribe. Bye. That's why you wanted me here. You just wanted me. To it was. Yeah. <laughs>